0: always himself he doesn't wear
1: nike yet he still does it he's shepherd and and you are listening to his show all right we're gonna go live everyone the shepherd and show we got a great guest today marshall masters is with us He's a good friend. Uh he's on my documentary film Shackled to Silence and it's great to have him back on the show because there is so much to talk about. There's a lot of earth changes going on lately and just in time for Marshall's new book uh which he has out on ebook right now and it's coming out on print. I'll let him give all the details for that and talk about it. Uh, but, I mean, this is all coming to a head. Marshall and I have been talking about Planet X for a while. Marshall's been researching it uh, for decades, uh, and so have I, essentially. Uh, it's it's a weird how um, my career as a journalist kind of um, made us come together, I guess you could say, Marshall. And, and we're involved in this thing that you know just keeps progressing several years ago i was talking about how we were in continuity of government because of the coronavirus and how that was likely a cover for what is to come and i know that you have a timeline laid out and i mean some crazy events that are going on there's uh, these 30 foot waves in california right now and they're talking about how this is uh, gonna go on for the next few days possibly week and they're even building like really high barricades on the beach it's something i've never seen before it seems to be like some kind of planetary sloshing we also have uh the Ooh, fact I that like africa that. Planetary
0: you, sloshing. You,
1: right crazy. yeah it's that's what it seems like to me you know and then uh, we got africa splitting in half They're talking about it in the mainstream media. They're literally saying that Africa is splitting in half and a new ocean is forming beneath it. And then we were seeing some earthquakes out in the Atlantic Ocean, some earthquakes in Missouri. And I'm just thinking, like, what's going on? Saudi Arabia is underwater. And it's like to to find this type news, you have to go around and dig for this stuff because they're not – uh, openly like telling us like Saudi Arabia is underwater right now because there was all this flooding and it almost looks like the mud flood events all over again or something like that Marshall Masters welcome to the show it's good to see you
0: good to see you bro and uh, yeah we gosh we've gone back several years and for me uh, when I was making the big move from the west coast to the east coast And I met you in Colorado, uh, and we we shot that segment. That was two of the really coolest days, Yeah, (laughs) Uh, that whole thing. We just had an amazing time, and, you know, people would love to know the other. You're a professional motocross dirt bike racer, and uh, this is, yeah, my book, Revelation and Planet X, the Colburn Bible Indigo Connection. And the I got the Kindle edition up. The print editions will be out uh, shortly, working on that and getting through the uh, processing. But what I've really done in this book is I've laid out a timeline, a prophetic timeline from multiple sources that spans 2024 through 2037 by year and by season. hmm um, well,
1: that's the that's what a lot of people are going to want to know because and that's why people are going to have to get the book because i mean that is like one of the hardest things to lay out i've been thinking about timelines for years and my timelines changed and altered with some of these effects that i've seen happening and you know i thought that uh at one time things were a little more imminent but it things really are imminent because all in all, these changes are getting so abrupt. I mean, I had a whistleblower on the show during the pandemic that worked for the Department of the Interior, and she was getting memos coming across the facts that said, uh, you know, prepare the agency for abrupt climate change, extreme flooding, fires, high winds. You know, there, I mean, it made it sound like Planet X is coming virtually. You know, and you've laid out this timeline where there's also talk of this Apophis asteroid, which some, you know, part of me.
0: Mm, I'm not saying Apophis. This. I'm saying it's um, it's not it's going to be an asteroid, uh, but it is going to be a targeted asteroid. Mm-hmm. And um, what I really laid out for everybody and worked on this book, and for the folks of, who follow my website, you've been going, where you been, Marshall? You know, and I've been writing a book. Yeah, know? it
1: takes a lot of work.
0: And if you had my life, you'd have to learn how to go upstream with your feet in two canoes also.
2: And, <laughs> uh,
0: but, you know, I got the book written, and, and it's just the final nitpicking in the pre-press, covers, proofs, that kind of stuff. And uh, but I really laid this out. The book is uh, primarily addressed actually to a segment of the population. Uh, I call them Rislings. <clears throat> These mm-hmm. are the alpha generation. These are the ones born in 2010 and later. And uh, the alpha generation children who are healthy, heterosexual, and unvaccinated, mm-hmm. very important. Are the most important generation in the history of humankind since Adam and Eve, and because, rare, probably
1: right, to to reach all of those uh, criticulum criteria.
0: Well, they're rare, and uh, there's but there's more of them than you would you think. I'm an indigo myself, and <clears throat> I use the term risling for this new type of indigo that's coming in. Uh, There's a lot of websites that talk about indigos. I am an indigo, so instead of talking about something from the outside in, I talk about it from the inside out.
1: Now explain that uh, into
0: the 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 life of. Well, what I did with the book. um, Explain the
1: indigo part to people that don't um, haven't have never heard of the word uh, indigo.
0: Okay. Uh, Good question. Indigos are, there's a lot of titles there. You'll often hear them called star children. Mm -hmm. You hear terms like star children, star seeds, indigo children, crystal children, so forth. And the indigo phenomena is people, it's evolutionary of our species and we are evolving, you know, you listen to a lot of other shows, and they're talking about we're going from one vibratory rate to another. We're ascending. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, how does that ascension look? How does that come? All right. Well, it's indigos have been around forever, and in indigo. The way I explain it, uh, you look a lot of the websites, and <clears throat> it's written for the benefit of parents who have a child that's like. What do I do with this kid, right? Yeah. You know, um, it's not helpful for the indigos. Mm-hmm. And actually the information has been used by the government extensively to profile and target indigo kids so they can be dumbed down with psychotropic drugs.
1: Right. That seems to be a thing.
0: And uh, But the whole thing of it is is they're getting a lot of woo-woo nonsense. Mm-hmm. All right? that it's all artsy, fartsy, subjective. How do you get to it? It's a real simple. It's your third eye, Bubba. Okay? Mm-hmm. And indigo is God's color of connection. It is the color for the your, your sixth chakra, all right? Your third eye. And indigo is the color of that chakra. And so when you are in blue you are in connection. You're starting to see the world as heaven sees it. And uh, this can bring a lot of interesting things to your life. It can also bring a lot of grief.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, but <laughs> the thing is, these are the kids. See, the ones that are, and in its particular, because what people don't understand is the parents are so important, so vital, because this child, all an in indigo is is that, We, at the end of the pull shift event, which I, in the book, I say it's about 2030. Okay. The only people that are going to survive that event, for the most part, there will be a few exceptions. But those who survive it will be flame on indigos. Mm -hmm. All indigo means is your third eye is partially open or it's fully open. I use the term flame on. And so I'm writing this book as an indigo elder to mentor these young, rising indigos. Mm-hmm. Now, why do I say they're, they are on the indigo path? And it is because of the fact that they are healthy, unvaccinated, and heterosexual. This is a gift of their parents. And per- primarily the indigo trait follows along the mother's bloodline. So if you have a child that meets that criteria, it's because their parents are on the indigo path. They're indigo parents.
1: That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense.
0: And for that reason, those families are our most precious families. Because first off, they can walk and chew gum. They could see. What was happening when everybody else was? Oh yeah, do me, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Country stupid,
2: (laughs) and they're going
0: no. And a lot of times they're paying the hard thing. So for me, I wanted, I want these kids and their families to survive because I see them as a down payment on humanity's future. Uh huh. Uh, right now, anybody who's been vaccinated, I am sorry. Uh, and yes, uh, there's a lot of talk about med beds, and med beds could reverse it. But I do not believe that even med beds or some sort of therapeutic change chamber is going to be able to change genetic damage that right. much. I think what we can count on or hope for <clears throat> is some kind of relief from symptoms and things
2: mm-hmm.
0: most importantly to if if med beds can do only one thing namely stop the right weapon, right. right Vaccine. they call it a vaccine it's a bioweapon i wish they would just call it what it is it's a bi and it's a trinary bioweapon nasty little bugger well if yeah. we can find a way to just simply turn it off mm-hmm. deactivate it eliminate it you're still going to have residual harm, but it will not be perpetra- you know—it will not be perpetrated outward through shedding, and this will allow families where you have a mixture of vaccinated and unvaccinated to remain together without the shedding becoming a problem for the unvaccinated members. Yeah, that was but. a big
1: thing. They tried to say it wasn't uh, real or whatever, but that was going on like big time—the oh, uh, yeah. shedding.
0: Oh yeah, but these families who stood their ground and kept their their children clean from this vile bioweapon. All right. These people are precious to us. And I the thing here is when I'm writing the book and I'm trying to help people to survive the coming Planet X Tribulation, the first thing you go is, (laughs) I'm sorry. I could have the most Pollyannish optimistic. Billions are still going to die. The question is, what's the number of billions? Right. Um, And if things do not change, we are looking at maybe 5 to 10% of the global population surviving if the deep state, the, the eugenics monsters who want to kill us off and they're doing it, if they succeed. Now, if that mm-hmm. is derailed, all right, and I I see that coming, I see the good signs. On uh, yowza.com, you follow my signs articles. And one of the things uh, early on with Trump, this was back uh, in uh, 2020, and or excuse me, in 2018, and I was asking the guides about him and what was going on and i i said you know is this a cult following Mm all right and the way i explain how to do waking dreams is you put that up to your family on the other side in the morning They, excuse me they can give you a really quick little waking dream
1: right right
0: and uh And what you do is you frame a question the way I explain it in the bird, in the book. I I teach people how to do this this stuff. And it's, you ask a question that could be answered in 10 words or less. Mm -hmm. And so the answer that I got for this question is, is, is he a cult? The answer was, if he falls, another will continue.
1: Hmm.
0: So, Back then, I knew it was not a cult. It was a movement, that there are a lot of people, a lot of moving parts involved in all of this. Now, this is really good. And we're going to get into the things I want to tell you you're going to start seeing with Planet X. But I want to give you some stuff now, because we can talk politics until the cow comes Yeah, home. I got news for you. The prophetic timeline is not driven by politics. It is driven by planet X and natural disasters.
1: Yeah, now, you know. Let me show. Let me show a clip now that you mentioned that. Let me show this ro- rogue wave uh, clip and uh, this uh, newscast that uh, went on the other day, and it kind of shows this wave in Ventura, and they use. They, yeah, they're saying that, that uh, the National Oceanic an atmospheric administration i think they said or or something like that one of those uh groups they were saying it's uh, they classified this as a it's almost like a new name i've never heard this before what they're calling it let's uh listen to this real quick
0: camera at the end of Seaward avenue in the city of Ventura. The rogue wave
2: swept the pickup truck down the street, injuring at least eight people in the process.
0: We
1: have live team coverage of the high surf warning. Vera Jimenez is tracking the conditions. Mary Beth McDade is standing by live in Huntington Beach. But we begin with KTLA's
0: Chris Wolfe in Ventura, where that rogue wave caused some serious damage. Chris. Absolutely. Sharon, Michael, what a day this has been. This is Pierpont Beach in Ventura. One of the areas hit hardest with what the National Weather Service is calling tremendous wave energy. Of course, last night we were talking about all of the dangers and warnings, and it all came true in a very destructive way. Take a look behind me. Dozers are out here tonight. Work crews are very busy building a six to eight foot high sand berm stretching a mile long to help protect the beach. This is Seaward Avenue
2: and the Pacific Ocean where a rogue wave, a monster wave, slammed onto the shore.
1: Hmm, so that's what's going on. Uh, then there were some earthquakes in the Atlantic, and I'm just thinking it's like some type of oceanic sloshing or something like that. They were saying the National Weather Service, uh, and they used some new terminology I've never heard them use before, and it reminded me of when they started using this uh term atmospheric river a few years back and in these documents and uh you know i can just see the writing on the wall what do you think of that rogue wave
0: well i've personally seen rogue waves myself and uh there's something else i saw this was about uh oh 10 15 years ago in santa cruz and there's a uh, a large pier Mm. and with a broken concrete boat at the end of it. And I saw a rogue wave come in and it was so high. It went over the ship entirely and half of the pier all the way up onto land. Oh, wow. And uh, you're not going to survive that. Now with the uh, rogue waves that we're seeing now and a lot of the earthquake activity and the, I'll give you a couple of small spoilers out of the book. One of the things I write about in the book, you see, I have I saw Planet X for the very first time on December 26, 2012.
1: Mm-hmm. I've been tracking okay. it ever since. Right, uh, right. And uh, in
0: 2013, we were observing it uh, with a team of people via uh, a, a high-definition webcam feed from uh, a volcano, Terialba Volcano in Costa Rica, and it was provided by the university there. Brilliant quality. And we spent months actually just watching it show up every day. And because it's so close to the sun, you can only see it for a few minutes mm-hmm. near sunset or sunrise. And that's the way it is with objects that are close. But we were able to make enough observations to actually start creating a basic trajectory for the orbit of Nemesis, which is the brown dwarf star, at the core of that system. And uh, I wrote about that in my book, Surviving the Planet X Tribulation, Their Strength in Numbers, and what I can tell you is it's right on track. What Mm -hmm. we discovered based on 2013 research that we did, it held true. Uh, The interesting thing is in 2013, the government intervened to stop our study, and they replaced the beautiful webcam with uh, something that was an ancient relic. They put a screen mesh on the lens and pointed it at the ground. I think it was a subtle way to say the jig is up. You can't do the study anymore.
1: Right, right.
0: uh, You know, here... Yeah, you have this. By the way, people ask about Planet Nine. Planet Nine is government propaganda. If anybody says Planet Nine immediately in your head, Planet Nine equals poo poo. Yeah, it's basically a poo poo.
1: It's basically a diversion uh, so people could get lost in it and you know, something like this could be a diversion to some extent, but they're also having to admit things to some extent. This was back in 2016 and it's from the scientific American and they're saying, um, you know, I mean, this is nothing new because Clyde Tombaugh, the, the guy who discovered the planet Pluto
0: already had
1: known that this shit was tugging on planets and pulling them around and this and that. And, and, uh, persevere or Lowell and all this stuff but uh uh this is saying that you know something seems to be going on beyond pluto and they're saying that astronomers have known for more than two decades that a tiny former planet is not alone at the edge of the solar system it's part of a vast cloud of icy objects known as collectively as the kuiper belt uh but unlike most of their fellow travelers and unlike planets and most asteroids which orbit between mars and jupiter a small handful of kuiper belt objects or kbos have orbits that are decidedly weird for one thing they take unusually elongated paths around the sun unlike the roughly circular orbits of most planetary bodies so right away this article gives you a bunch of uh, ghosts to chase
0: right and what year is this article from? in
1: 2016 and it's when i started okay, noticing yeah. you know it's when right. like i was covering planet x back then and what i noticed was there was people trying to tell me, Marshall, they're like, don't cover this. It's gonna make you look crazy. So they were like trying to get me to stop covering it. And right. then and then they're at them at the same time, mainstream's coming out with this, and the, and they're giving people a bunch of diversions because they're like, Well, look in the planet nine, well, look into this, look in the Sedna, look into the UB313, look at you know, all
0: this shit, right? Does you you know, let me give you proof of suppression in this topic. On YouTube, my Yow Books channel, all right, which thankfully is now I was able to copy it over to Odyssey. Uh, but my Yow Books channel, Y-O-W-B-O-O-K-S, I haven't looked at it in a while. But last time I did, it said that I had 19 million views to date. 19 million views. Now, try and find me on the YouTube search engine. Well, try I know and find a channel that has 19 <laughs> million views to date and see how often if you type Marshall Masters Planet X, yeah, your old world. You no. that's because completely you know, it's also it's, on Google search engine. It's like Bill Gates,
1: Marshall, it's like Bill Gates, it's a race to zero. when people like me and you get zero views, then we know we're really working with something. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like if you're down to zero, I mean I'm down to like five ten Marshall's down to five 10. like you know we got a couple more to go and we'll be top you know i mean that's how you know they've x you out literally uh elon musk comes out and calls the shit x and all this uh and it's supposed to be non-censored and i'm even censored more than ever on twitter i mean it's crazy marshall
0: oh uh, it is i've got you know it's like there's yeah, I, I'm on Telegram. I like it. I put around on that. Um, I got so burned because I was—I've uh, always been attacked and suppressed on Planet X.
1: Always. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a big topic. And, I mean, they don't want that information out. If you think about it, because you know they don't want people to look up. As to the point of which they made a film, literally called "Don't Look Up."
0: Yeah, I saw Don't Look Up. And I'll tell you what, if you take that, when you watch that movie, if you substitute the word comet with mm-hmm. COVID, you will understand how we fell for the COVID scam. Oh, right. You were saying perfectly. that. That's
1: fascinating. I, I, I want to do that. I want to watch Yeah, them.
0: you want to do it. So they're suppressing all of this stuff. I've always been heavily suppressed. Um, it really didn't happen. The suppression on me didn't kick in until we started making the observations in 2013, in January. And that's when, uh, and there's been a few times that they've literally destroyed me to the point where I was within days of, you know, enjoying the exciting world of fast food. And I just always been able to fight my way back, took a lot of knocks, a couple of marriages, but I'm not, you know, either I'm, I guess I'm just too stupid to quit and too old to care. I'm going to do this. <laughs> that's that. Yeah, that's kind of like me. me,
1: you know, what? it's like, you know that? Do, I'll do this no matter what. So, you know, yeah. they, it's kind of like beating a dead horse or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that article you showed me, that Planet Night article. Now we go back to, um... You mentioned Clyde Tombaugh. People need to understand how they lie to us. Right. Right. And uh, what happened was the astronomers at the Alma Observatory, I think it's the second largest infrared telescope array in the world uh, at the time, and it's down on the tip of South America, Mm -hmm. and they discovered... Objects that were actually described by the astronomer Carlos Munoz Ferrata in
1: 1940. Oh, okay, right. uh,
0: Which was a a brown dwarf and a rocky planet. And Uh that's what they found. Now, they felt it was a brown dwarf that was dead, exhausted, and with a rocky planet about seven times the size of Earth. And when they discovered this, they posted brilliant white papers on it they put out papers, and in the true, you know, in the way science should be done, they're you know letting the other astronomers out there and go, hey, guys, we observed this. Put your scopes on it, and let's see if this is uh, the real deal or if it's a one-trick pony. Right. And they were doing fabulous science. It was exciting to see it. And then all of a sudden, boom, the United States government Gum bags of the universe. All right, and namely two of them. Bezos of Amazon owns Washington Post,
1: uh-huh. and
0: this guy uh, Brown over at Cal Caltech. Caltech calls himself the Pluto Killer. He didn't discover anything big. He just simply was able to politically get a planet demoted to him. Yeah, that.
1: that's some bullshit, like, wow. just to, like, divert people, you know what Right, I'm right.
0: So this is, you know, political astronomy 101 with him. Well, what they had to do was they put the zots on these guys at OMA. Oh, God, they crucified them. The sons of bitches tore them apart. Their funding got crapped on. Everything they fell, it was raining anvils on Alma and they pulled their papers back at the speed of science, right? Mm -hmm. Wrong at the speed of politics. And so to fill the vacuum of their scam slam, what they did was they found some old paper on the shelf, dusted it off, you know, called it planet nine, tweaked it a little bit and they put it out there to fill the vacuum immediate, I'm talking within a week after that, a group of astronomers in Italy, because the oh, the Italians are great, they get so pissed about things. Oh, I love it, and I'm Italian, so I'm going ooh, mm, ooh, mm, yeah. And they <laughs> just ripped Brown a new asshole, okay? They said, they went in, they just said on a preliminary study of what you're proposing, you are trying to, it's, you're saying this area of the sky we have to monitor is over twice the size of what it needs to be uh-huh. because you don't know what you're looking for. Uh-huh. You're, you're shooting for stuff. I mean, this is like, oh, yeah, the walls are closing in on Trump. They never do, you know? Yeah. Same thing. The walls are not closing in on this deal. And so they put that whole Planet 9 thing out there. What's disgusting is if you go on the search engines, you type Planet X, they immediately push you into Planet yep. 9.
1: Right, right. That
0: whole narrative, they are literally the government is doing everything it can every step of the way to attack people. And I'm telling you, there are astronomers who have been murdered for this. Oh, yeah. More than more than you'd care to imagine. oh,
1: yeah, I guarantee
0: it's a lot right. of people. Now, been... Nothing can stop what's coming. Nothing can stop. So with that in mind, rather than you know, look back, let's look forward. I want to share with you something that goes to what's happening right now on the planet. Mm-hmm. And this is in my book, Revelation and Planet X, that I'm bringing out. Working with my researchers, we' have been able to really plot out, project the orbit and how things are going to happen. And our projections are holding. I really wish I would they were failing, but they're not failing. They're holding. we're We're just nailing it. And one of the things we learned is that there is a point in our orbit, Earth's orbit, which is what I call the closest approach to Nemesis. Nemesis is that's uh, the brown dwarf at the center of the Nemesis system, which has three major planets, uh, Helion, Arboda, and Nibiru, and then a bunch of other smaller objects and a massive cloud of iron oxide dust and debris. Can can you explain Nemesis
1: real quick, briefly, to people that don't know what Nemesis is? Nemesis
0: is a uh, brown dwarf star. And this is a small star.
1: In relation to our sun, right? In relation
0: uh, to our sun. Uh, Nemesis is probably about, oh, several, six or seven times the size of Jupiter. mm -hmm. So that's small. Now the thing about a brown dwarf, and Brown stars are relatively new. Now, in 1940, when Carlos Muñoz Ferrada uh, did it, he called it a black star. And right. the reason they called it a black star at the time was that you couldn't see it in the visible light. Which it absorbed was it there because of the way it was interacting gravitationally this
1: this picture i have on the uh, screen now now i'm not saying this is no but but it's bizarre because um uh the two times that this was filmed was 13 months apart once in arizona and once somewhere Mm -hmm. else and um a whole family witnessed it and they said they the only way they can describe it is like a planet in the sky the size of the moon And they felt like the moonlight. This is just what they said. They felt like the moonlight was illuminating it to some extent, but it only lasted in the sky like a certain amount of minutes. And, but they've got it on, uh, on, uh, camera, you know, and in a couple instances. And it's, and it, you can tell it's a solid object and it looks weird because it almost looks wormwoodish, but, you know, it would have to be like at a distant, you know, like, I don't know if this would be a, well, you know. I
0: understand, for... but I'm looking at this, and what I'm seeing is, first off, this is uh, this is not during the viewing times when you would normally. It's like it was like at 2
1: a.m., right? So I know what you mean. So so can you explain is, that? Because this was at like 2 a.m.
0: It's not. Nemesis is on the other side of the sun, mm-hmm. the other objects. I don't know what this is. It's a night sky. Right. Object. But, yeah, you know, it could be an alien mothership for all. Well, people. I
1: know that this is fascinating because so like that ties in the things because like in my opinion, like if Nibiru coming back, you know, remember we had Oumuamua, which they thought was Scout and they basically named uh, that thing Scout and they had to make up this thing saying it was off gassing and flying around the system, which, you know, could be true, but it sounds a little weird. Then you got things like this that are visible. There's elevated UFO sightings. They're coming out and they're telling us, oh, there's UAPs and all this shit. Do but you, I can't
0: tell you what it is. Because no, no, but th- do the you reason why, that, is, and this you, is important, Shep, uh-huh. give, me a, give me a moment, is when I'm doing image analysis, because I, for years, people have just, I've been, the, like, people call me a tentpole of image analysis. I do more of it over the years than anyone else because i've been observing this object since december 26 2012. right right? and i have been seeing it again and again and again and again in multiple images and all of that all of the images right now until nemesis is on our side of the sun and going over our heads
1: it won't be visible
0: you're not going to see anything like that but also when i look at an image like that the first thing that goes well where's a reference it's a lot of soft focus for all i know it could be a street light right okay. uh but what i'm always looking for is where's a reference you have that image I'm seeing where it changes lighting. The sky is changing lighting. Uh-huh. There's things there that just don't make sense to me that I'm not going to say, ah, it's a it's a hoax. I'm just going to say well, it's not Nemesis. You, it's not a Planet X Do you think
1: that um, um, along with Nemesis and the planets that come in that system, um, for instance, would it how when how soon would we start seeing planets on the outskirts of nemesis push toward us would we see those before we see actual nemesis itself well is that possible
0: when that happens i'd be loved to sit on the beach alongside you with a couple of beers and some uh fish and whatever and some tacos but then you know it's getting it's getting, getting close it. right
1: because huh? if you're seeing if you if we eventually see planets even before nemesis itself you know the planets that orbit nemesis Nabiru we're and, already
0: seeing those we're seeing things over the years I have observed we've had uh-huh. images where actually nemesis and the three planets
2: appear yeah uh-huh. okay together uh-huh. So,
0: what you have people have to remember is that this is a system, and it is in an orbit that is so alien to any frame of reference that, that we that have, you can't
1: really predict people can't it. Understand it uh-huh. now.
0: Let me kind of give people a sense of. I think the best way to walk folks through what we're going to see in this coming year, because this is the year of Planet X twenty-four, and. In 24, uh, what we're seeing right now is I want to introduce a term to you called closest approach. Okay. Closest approach. Now, we go around the sun. We kind of track along the ecliptic. You could think of it like the equator of the sun. All right. And we're going along counterclockwise, nice stable orbit. Mm -hmm. Nemesis... Is in a comet like orbit, it's steeply inclined. So if that's the ecliptic nemesis is coming up oh, right, at a 30-degree right, right. angle. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh it's in an orbit, it's not counterclockwise, it's clockwise, and it's a screamer. So it's, it's in it's uh,
1: retrograde comet. to it's in retrograde to uh our rotation.
0: Uh
1: where, where it's coming in kind of like butting heads with our system to some extent. Well,
0: I wouldn't use retrograde, but I think conceptually you're going in the right direction. Which uh-huh. is closest approach. And the reason, and, and don't fault yourself for saying retrograde, because the astronomers really don't have a term yet. Yeah. To explain what's happening in our sky right now. Uh-huh. Right? Because this has never happened before. Mm -hmm. But what you have to understand is that Nemesis is right now behind the sun and it's arcing up to its point of perihelion where it is going to be at its closest distance to the sun. All right. And it's and it's moving at an amazingly fast speed right now because this part of the orbit, it's in hyper acceleration. Now, what we have determined through years of observations, again, I have started in 2013 and am going through 2023, 10 years of observation data and projections that are spot on, consistent, consistent, mm-hmm. consistent. So how do I explain all the earthquakes? Closest approach. What closest approach is, is where Earth in its orbit around the sun comes to its closest approach to nemesis on the other side of the sun.
1: Yeah, now each path okay. can be different. That is
0: our Earth's closest approach. Now, let me give you an important date mm-hmm. for your listeners out there. Closest approach is always winter solstice.
2: Which okay. Number
0: twenty-one. Now, when we are at closest approach, tidal gravitational forces are at their strongest between the us and Nemesis, and we're okay. being perturbed. What is happening right now is Nemesis is gently tugging at the lithosphere of the planet.
1: Right. Okay.
0: All right. And so that is why Africa. They're saying Africa is going to yeah. split and divide yeah you know i don't know what do you call that political ge- geology
1: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah right
0: you know Africa's gonna divide uh but we're also seeing stuff where we have rogue waves and the rogue waves are really subsea mm-hmm. uh movements and so this is what's triggering it you have a subsea quake or some kind of right movement and this is going to happen now we'll also we are seeing a lot of volcanism. We are seeing a lot of earthquake activity, and you know, interestingly enough, the amount that's being reported is staggering. And yet, we're tracking earthquake numbers, and it's like earthquake numbers are going. It's sleepy time. We're hitting the snooze alarm. You know, no. like, that's happening. Uh- but the reason for that is that, and. I say so on my science articles now. Is people wonder, is there really something happening in the background? Are the white hats really doing something? Yeah, they're blowing up underground dumps with tactical nukes. Uh-huh. And they're just toasting the crap out of these things everywhere. And we caught them doing it. And I wrote about it. And they had to back off and they stopped. Uh, fabricating the data and the uh, artificial capping. But now they've gone capping again. And interesting, we still have the same seismic patterns of nuclear detonations, but they're even stronger, which would infer to me that it's further down into the planet with much larger facilities.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: So there is a war going on under our feet. And if you want the proof of that, come to YOWUSA.com, read my science series, all right? I'm going to lay that out for you. So we don't have, so the the data we have right now is, it's a a casualty of war, and that's what we're working with. But it still doesn't change the fact that we have all of this strong volcanism, all this pattern of earthquakes. Uh, Again, we are seeing... Uh, Growth along the ring, uh, you know, the ring of fire and out into uh, the Orient. Uh, So, what we will have now until Nemesis is back in the southern skies is just everyone remember winter solstice brings pain
1: by the way uh the link to marshall's new book on the kindle is in the description below so make sure and get that marshall um on the theo Vaughn show all of a sudden tucker carlson pops in and i feel like he's like cia or something but you know he always has like some narrative but you know he's saying what you know i've been waiting for for a long time and what a lot of these documents are pointing to like a black sky event or like a power outage let's watch this clip police were
2: looting i saw it yeah police were looting during katrina so so that's um anyway whatever my point is i don't think you want to travel too much if you can help it yeah you know it's better to be in a place where you're just like this is my place and i'm defending it with these firearms but the sec until things calm down you know until like Electricity is restored after the MP attack or whatever. Yeah. Because that's what's going to happen. you will be a nuclear attack? No. There's going to be... You know, it's pretty easy to take down a society that's digital. Oh, yeah. Once you unplug that, and then when there's... But that's a crazy feeling when you're like, okay... Because your first thought is, let me call somebody. No, nope. Your phone isn't going to work. No calling. No oil through the pipelines. No food delivery. God's going to have the busiest afternoon. No airlines. N- no one on the roads dams fail like it all you know if you've if you've put everything online which because the people who run our country are so stupid they've actually done that you are so vulnerable that it's unbelievable and you're using chinese servers and switchers and like at that point you have no control. you don't need to drop a nuke on anybody yeah
1: Look how they pretend like the government's so stupid they put this shit on there. That's their plan. They put it on there so they can say later, oh look, we were so stupid we put it on there and this happened. And you know what I mean? Like
0: you know, the thing about Tucker, and I like Tucker. Uh he's 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 a fresh breeze. People like him, they relate to him. He's got uh, he's got good integrity. Elon Musk to me could have been a bad guy who flipped. All right? I could go with that scenario. Uh, But he's definitely doing, um, he's doing things that are essential for us. I think Starlink is really important with what's coming because terrestrial internet is not going to survive this. Well,
1: and that might be, if you think about it, Starlink might have been designed just for what's coming, almost like they knew or something, you know? I agree. Yeah. I agree.
0: And Starlink is, uh, you know, I was in the computer business for 25 years. I was a systems analyst, Silicon Valley consultant, uh, all the big companies I did work with, and uh, Lockheed Martin, Oracle, ATT, you mm-hmm. name it. Um, you know, with uh, Lockheed, I worked on a uh, civilian adaptation of a KH1 spy satellite. And I was working on command and control rooms and communication systems. And so I learned a lot about how we control the birds and how survivable they are. Uh, Mm -hmm. They are a lot tougher than most people would imagine. They're Mm -hmm. really designed to take a pounding. And uh, what they can do is, if they see a storm coming, they'll put them into, they'll sleep them. And so they'll just hunt, they'll just crunch up into themselves and have a little life beat, you know, heartbeat pulse that's going out there, and they're going to track the heartbeat. Once that heartbeat pulse says, okay, you can open again," it opens up and goes to work. So satellites are going to be much more survivable. Now, what I really like about Starlink, technically, because... I did a lot of stuff. Every Basically, I was in on the invention of Internet 1.0. I was That was what I was working on. Mm-hmm. Everything you have today, I was working on all the core technologies. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, terrestrial Internet is relying on subsea cables. These are going to be destroyed in various different ways. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things are going to happen, but Starlink... Is uh, the design is brilliant. Now it's up in the five G region. Yeah, microwave, but with a big difference. All right, people need to understand it. Five G that you have in town are beam antennas. They're just sending it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, indiscriminately. We're being bombarded. All mm-hmm. right, and I don't. You know, I will not buy a five G phone. I don't even want it.
1: Yeah, that's how I am.
0: I'm
1: trying to to go back to, like, figuring out how to not even have a phone, but it's almost impossible. But, man, I I just try to keep mine as long as possible until it's just, like, totally busted or something.
0: Yeah, you know, we just keep it this way. But um, what will happen is the Starlink satellites are not – When you think of uh, the International Space Station, that's a low Earth orbit, all right? Uh And if you imagine hills and valleys, the International Space Station is at the top of the hill. And the Starlink satellites are at the bottom of the valley. They're really much lower. And I don't even, I myself, I call it a low latency orbit. Latency. Okay. The reason why they bring them down that to that is latency. In other words, when you hit the enter key, how long does it take to get the answer back?
1: Right, and right. And that's
0: the reason why for people that use like Hughes satellite, you know, you hit a click and then you wait, and you wait, you wait. You wait yeah. you know, and it finally gets there because it's all that. Tra- all that distance it has to travel. Right. So then what the Starlink does, it's it's lower, so it doesn't have the latency. But it doesn't use beam antennas like what Terrestrial is doing, which is irradiating us like rats. Uh, what it does is it uses laser. Mm-hmm. And when you buy their dish, which is about the size of a pizza box, all right, it's actually able to track the signal coming from that satellite and aim okay. on it, all right? right. And uh-huh. then what happens is as the the satellites ahead are moving around you all the time in this network, it's like when you're traveling up the road on your cell phone and you're roaming and you're jumping from one tower to the next and having a conversation and it's seamless. You never know that you've switched from one tower to the next tower. You have that roaming capability. So that's how they do that. But because they're lazing it instead of beam broadcasting it, we're not getting, you know, micro. we're not the poodles in the microwave, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so that I like about it. It's a good survivable system. They can put them up fast. They can put them up cheap. He's got it down to, you know, have it your way. (laughs) He's got a science on this thing. And he can put them up there. For less money than it costs to take them down
1: all right? yeah so, right
0: uh, starlink is now during the period that i'm talking about from 24 through 37 we're going to have times where uh the starlink system is really going to be impacted but also it'll impact gps satellites everything mm-hmm. because we're going to go into the nemesis cloud and it's just going to bang the heck out of all kinds of stuff and that's so- what
1: i'm thinking like i'm i'm waiting for that as one of the signs you know like we, we we are seeing a lot of objects enter the atmosphere you know but uh i mean i feel like it could get worse but also marshall do you <laughs> feel is- like we got about nine minutes left do you feel like uh you know they had the aliens land in vegas and all that Um uh- <coughs> excuse me Do you feel like that's uh, a theme we're going to keep seeing? Like as Nibiru comes closer, will there be more?
0: Well, Mm -hmm. what I see happening is that the deep state right now is the white hats are really thumping them and disrupting their operations. Uh, Things aren't working. Uh, They're going to try another uh, another pandemic. That's going to fail. They're going to try all kinds of things. Eventually the last thing they're going to pull out of their hat and this will happen early next year will be a false flag alien invasion, which will be an absolute filthy hoax, but they're going to kill a lot of people with weapons, you know, directed energy weapons like the ones I used on Maui to get everyone convinced that it's real, but we're not going to buy it. The world is waking up and for those of you who've been awake for a long time and seeing the world has to go at the speed of stupid, well, we're lucky because there's been enough time for stupid to kind of catch up a little. And the whole point of it, guys, as long as we're reaching for our freedom, we will win. That's all God wants to see us do, is to reach for our freedom. And that's what we're doing. We are reaching for our freedom, which means... Good things are going to come after we get through this holy miserable time, and it is going to be a hard time. Billions are going to die. Mm-hmm. But if you understand, you know, the whole thing is more people are going to die from damn stupidity than anything else. Yeah, they're going to say, Well, let's just wait and see how it right, 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 right. They'll, and you know, they'll, they'll the wait time, around yeah, too long, you know, uh, no, that's not going to work. And people are all kinds of clever and all kinds of denial. But that's the reason why in this book, I'm really talking to these kids because I'm seeing what happens after all of this. A nemesis is down in the Southern skies. And mind you, this will be our last survivable flyby. The next one, earth will be rendered into a piece of toast. post. And we have got to get our butts off this planet after we survive this flyby, or we're dead as a species. And that is the point I'm trying to make in the book, and I can see it happen. And I see people waking up. I'm seeing the positive signs that I have been waiting for for so many years. And praise God, I'm seeing it. And so for those of you that are listening, 2024, it's not going to be fun. Yeah, I will tell you, it feels mid nemesis is going to become a regular feature in the sky
1: yeah and if going to
0: lie out their ass about it it feels like you,
1: uh things are gonna ramp up like you're feature. saying huh it feels yeah. like things are ramping up like you're saying just oh, yeah. the energy the vibe just everything I can feel it it's all gonna you know start coming to a head and really working its way in you know uh Never
0: forget this what? The reason why the deep state, the cabal, these monsters are failing Mm -hmm. is that they no longer control the timeline, nor do the White Hats. The timeline is driven by this flyby. If it, the, the cabal had it their way, they would do what they've done for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Slowly, incrementally, suck us dry of our rights and our wealth and, yep. and, and, and the labor of our efforts. But they are being jammed. Their schedule is completely disrupted. And this is a fabulous thing. They're going to try a bunch of desperate plays. All of this next year it's all this political crap is over next year by the end of next year people are going to be talking about how do we survive this goddamn thing
1: yeah it seems like it's going to take a lot of people by surprise marshall i'm going to play out uh some music As we uh, get out of here, Marshall, anything you want to say in closing? Uh, Obviously, people can click the link in the description and get your book on Kindle. Right now, you're working on the print version, which I want to get as soon as that comes out. Revelation and Planet X, the Colburn Bible, Indigo Connection, Marshall Masters. uh, Anything you want to say in closing?
0: Come to my site, yowusa.com read the signs articles and then under the video section you want to watch planet x 101 who what why where when and how one of the deadliest hardest attacks on me that was aimed at putting me out of business was the attacks that amazon did on me after i published that video
1: oh yeah absolutely com y-o-w-u-s-a dot com and grab Marshall's book link is in the description thanks so much Marshall we'll talk to you soon
0: absolutely good buddy
1: you have a good one awesome Marshall Masters get his book link is in the description I mean there's a lot going on I'm tripping on the rogue wave I'm tripping on uh, you know some of the stuff that they're uh, telling us here I got Rex in the background over there um so yeah. Have a nice night. Thanks, Marshall.